Good morning, it's Coach Angie, and I'm sorry, I usually try not even say good morning because I don't ever know what time you will be listening in, but hello. Um, it is the day before Thanksgiving, and uh, so I hope you guys are taking some time off to rejuvenate, be with family, and also focus on what you're grateful for. I am so grateful for so many things. You know, the season has been this season, this time, uh, has been a challenge. And when I say time, like, what's the timeline? Um, I'll just share this most recent one. You know, my husband and I are um, transitioning. Um, You know, we moved into my parents' house about a year ago. Um, My husband made a major career transition. And he was in school, and in order for us to do that, meaning he was in school, he, um, we made a decision together for him to focus on school, and we decided to, um, you know, ask my parents if we can move in so he can focus on that and make this career change. And now um, he is working in the field that he's always wanted to work in. And uh, so this is a message for somebody. If you are sitting in an office right now, or if you are in a place in your life, you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. You can change it. You have to make a plan. And that's what we did. We sat down, we make a plan and we made it happen. We had to make some sacrifices. We had to move in with my folks and me and my kids. And it was fine, you know, and now we're um, transitioning, you know, back into our own home. And so he's working in a different city. I'm still at my parents' house with my kids. And so I'm doing most of the work on my own and I'm working as well. And I'm thankful that I'm able to work full time, sorry, uh, work from home. And I have very flexible hours so that I can, you know, be there for my kids and take them to school and all of that stuff. And there are times where I wanted to cry, but I'm so thankful for grace and mercy. And I'm thankful for my family that have helped me when I needed, you know, someone to watch the kids, take my daughter to a birthday party. I need someone to watch my son. You know, you just have to, you have to figure it out. So I digress. I want to talk to you today about bulimia and eating disorders, but I can only speak about bulimia because that's what I experienced. I um, lost, a, you know, 70 pounds when I was in high school. And in that phase to maintaining, there was a lot of fear. And I didn't know, like, I had no idea. How do I maintain this? You know, there weren't coaches. I didn't know a lot about personal trainers or getting any help in that area. I did this on my own, educated myself on how to lose, on what to do to lose weight. And I'm sure some of that was definitely scientifically, you know, supported and some of it probably wasn't. Um, I was just figuring it out. And, and one day, you know, I was watching a movie on TV. This is why it's so important and also so scary for those of you that have children um, in your life, or even if you just, you know, care for kids or, or you influence kids in any kind of way, which we all do, you know, we all have a part in raising the kids that are in our lives, um, to some capacity, the influence of TV. I was watching this movie, um, and just the influence in general, right? But I was watching a movie and, um, in this particular movie, There was a scene where this girl went to the bathroom. She threw up all her food. And I was like, oh, 
that like stuck in my head. And so when I had those moments when I uh, wanted to eat a lot of food, like I had that overwhelming um, uh, sensation to eat a lot of food, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just go throw it up. And I know internally, like, you know, in your heart of hearts, good versus bad, right? I knew that wasn't the right thing to do, but hey, it was helping me maintain my weight and I was able to eat food and go out with my friends and have Taco Bell and pizza and then go throw up and not necessarily quote unquote worry about it. And I did that for a while and I was doing it in secret. I was doing that late at night, like after my parents, well, I know when they're in their their bedrooms, I would go into the kitchen, I would get a bunch of food and pull it into my room and eat and eat and eat in my room, Um, you know, close my door and eat. And then I would secretly, quietly go into the bathroom, throw it all up. Um, So that was a practice of binging and purging. And that's bulimia. When you uh, binging is when you have episodes of when you're um, like mindlessly kind of storming eating. You're just eating, eating, eating. And it can last for, um, you know, two hours. You can have these long episodes of eating frantically large amounts of food, more food than you would, you know, normally eat in a sitting. Um, and it's just, you know, for me, it was mostly carbohydrates and fats. Um, so I would do things like get uh, tortillas and I would like heat them up with butter and um, syrup and I would just eat them. I would get whatever I can get my hands on. Um, everything, Pop-Tarts, cereals, like it was absolutely uncontrollable. And it wasn't just like, I'm going to do this one time. It it snowballed into almost daily, every single day. And then one day I was supposed to go to school. I was a senior in high school and it was just, it's like a trigger that just goes off. Like you just, you're not thinking, you're just like, I'm hungry. And you, I, I just remember just kind of like, not even just being in my body. I don't even know how to explain it, but just, I just started eating and I pulled out everything in sight, like everything I could find. I pulled it all out, bagels, all of it. And I ate and I was late for school. I was in high school. I was late for school. I missed the first morning of whatever, my first period. And I remember in that moment, I kind of like snapped out of it when my body was satisfied probably. And I looked at the kitchen and I saw all that food. I ate probably thousands of calories, probably 2,000, maybe 1,000. I don't know, but it was a bunch. I said, This isn't right. Something's wrong. And I remember cleaning up and I go to I go to school and I go to the nurse's office and I was like, I think I have a problem. I truly and I'm I'm telling this story and I'm feeling emotional. I said, I have a problem. And I told her what was going on. I told her what happened and I just needed someone to talk to. And that's, you know, guys, I I am spiritual. I am a believer of Jesus Christ. 
And I feel like the Holy Spirit's like, hey, please go talk to somebody. You need some help. So I, I just, I was compelled to go to, to, to the nurse and I told her. And my mom is a, is a nurse too. She's a school nurse. And I knew most likely that my mom had a relationship with this, with this woman in her career. So I felt safe to go talk to her. I wasn't quite ready to tell my mom. My mama probably had a hunch that something was going on. And uh, so she, of course, she was, she had to call my mom. Like, this is an eating disorder. She needs help. And um, so later that day, you know, of course, my mom knew. Um, this, the school nurse called her and uh, she, we made an appointment to go see a, a psychologist at some point during that week. But that was the first step of realizing, or maybe I knew already, but just taking an action and saying, I need help. I don't want to do this. I'm trying not to do this. This isn't right. I don't know how to control myself. Now, what I think led to that practice was deprivation. And so I remember... I would do things like I would not eat all day long. I would go a whole day without eating. And I remember, you know, waking up the next day, getting ready for school, and I'm feeling lightheaded. And I, I just know because I'm, I'm, I haven't eaten. My body's starving. And like, hey, you need some food. You need some glucose. You need some carbohydrates. You need something. Please feed me. And um, so I would do things like that. Or I would only, you know, have... Um, like a pretzel, like one of those, um, you know, soft pretzels for lunch with mustard, you know, because I knew how many calories it had. and um, So I did not know how to balance. I did not know how to moderate. I did not know what it took to maintain my progress. So I had to figure that out. I had to learn that. At that point in my life, I really didn't know a lot about dietitians or nutritionists or you know professionals that help you with this phase of your your progress and uh, I think a lot of people struggle with that um, when they're losing weight even in the process of losing weight they the mindset even the societal cues that we get all the time um, and it's not even it's not even a cue not to say like hey the society is telling us to starve ourselves, but it's the pressure that society tells us to starve ourselves. Um, you know, so they'll say like, well, if you overdo it, if you overeat one day, then don't eat as much the next day, you know, things like that. And for me, that's, that practice is just not a, a healthy one. Um, I think it's more about just getting back on track with your next meal. Like, okay, I overate and, you know, this next meal, I'm going to be, I'm going to eat well and I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to think about what led up to that overeating. Um, so I think I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to do this in pieces. So I'm going to come back and give you part two of this story and, and, you know, what happened next in my life, because this was a, a good two years of my life of, of overcoming the urges to binge and purge. Um, 
just because I went to the psychologist doesn't mean I stopped. <laughs> and, you know, I did struggle with that. And, you know, it went into college as well. And um, so I'll come back and, and share that story. And hopefully this helps someone. Um, hey, good morning again. I'm doing this uh, part two segment of my personal experience with bulimia. And uh, just finished my workout, and I'm on my way back home. I am looking forward to my post-workout snack or meal or whatever and um, coffee. So I left off with after I went to my school nurse in high school, and I let her know that after you know, that binge I had that morning and purge that, hey, I feel like obviously this is not right. This is not normal, at least for me. And I really, I need some help. I don't, I don't know what to do. So what happens after that? So after that, my mom um, took me to a psychologist and a psychiatrist. And I was put on um, some medication for depression. Um, I believe it was Wellbutrin. And that really, being on that medication was really interesting. I, I really cannot remember if it was effective. And I don't think it was because I wasn't depressed. I don't think I was depressed. I don't know why they put me on that. Initially, um, I know I wasn't on that medication very long, and um, I was I asked to not take it anymore. Like I don't I don't see the point in taking it. I'm not depressed. So, but I continued to see the psychologist um, for a little bit, and again, I, I believe it was good to kind of talk through some of the reasons why I felt like I needed to. Um, practice binging and purging. And I do remember this particular psychologist, and I, I don't remember her name, and not that it matters, but I do remember that she shared a lot about her personal problems. <laughs> and I was like, okay, lady, this is not about you, it's not about me. And um, I probably had like a number, maybe a couple of sessions with her for a couple weeks, and Again, I was like, I'm not really connecting with her, and I was ready to move forward. Um, but I knew it was that practice was something that I needed to figure out and, and need to do something different. Um, so it took a while, and I had to work through the fear of maintaining my weight and, and perhaps gaining some of that weight back and and I just felt like, you know, I knew that I had the the accountability of my parents now that they were aware of that. Um, and, I, and I guess that was enough for me to um, not do it as much. And it was a process. I did. I went from a weekly, you know, um, 
periods or episodes of binging and purging to a lot less frequent, I'll put it that way. Um, and I remember that I was I would go to a um I went to a party in high school. It was more of a like a organization party, like a pizza party or whatever at someone's house and there is pizza and I remember taking pizza to the bathroom and just like eating this pizza and in secret. And I'm you know, like, why are you doing that? Why are you eating the pizza in secret? And and I in hindsight and I'm thinking about it now, it's that what will people think? You know, you've lost this weight and people assume that you don't eat pizza. And I would even tell my clients today, like, enjoy the pizza, eat the pizza because it's gonna it's gonna creep up on you and you're gonna be like in the bathroom eating pizza in secret and and then you feel that guilt and shame afterwards and that's when the, the purging comes because you, you're overwhelmed with guilt and shame. And and that was at least for me. So it's probably better to enjoy the moment, enjoy the pizza or enjoy whatever it is that you want to enjoy, and that's where moderation um, comes into play. You know, if you're going to have two, three slices of pizza, enjoy the pizza, and then then you'll get back on track. Um, and so that, that's, a, that's a journey because people like, well, just eat in moderation, and then, but it's more than that. You really have to work through um, the emotional fear um, of of self-control, like, can I control myself? And I think that's what I was uh, grappling with. And to be honest, I still grapple with that to this day. Um, and it's really interesting because I'm, like, talking through this right now. And I, you know, recently, I wouldn't say I had an episode, but I do have moments where I try to practice self-control. And what is that? You know, what is self-control? Maybe self-control is having a really bigger piece of cake. Um and enjoying that cake fully um, so that later on, maybe the next day or a couple of days later, you're not hit with like, man, I really, really wanted to enjoy that cake. So enjoy it now. So I hope that makes sense. But I still had to go through that. And then I went off to college, and I think that fear, you know, you're away from home, you're away from your comfort zone, you have less accountability. You're just like free for all, right? And that's just college in general. You know, I, I went through the period of partying and going out, and um, just I just had a good time. You know, being away from home, less rules, and it's the same when it comes to um, less restriction around food. And I'm sure that a lot of people, you know, with the freshman 15, you that is a real thing. Not only are you um, having to learn how to manage your own um, eating and your own meal timing, you know, that was done for you for, you know, majority of your life. And now you're doing it on your own. You have to get up, make sure you have enough time to go eat breakfast. Um, you know, you're having classes. You have to remember, oh, yeah, I should go eat lunch. I have to make time for that. Oh, okay, I have, like, four classes in a row. I'm walking from um, from. I'm, you know, one side of the campus to the other side of the campus. I'm freaking hungry. I need a snack. So all of these things you have to think about. And then you're out late with your friends. You have um, restaurants, like pizza um, places are open really late. Subway's open, like, till, like, 4 in the morning. 
um, or if you have, um, you know, uh, on the campus I was at, um, they had a, a cafeteria, a hall that was open, I think, until midnight. And so they had, like, burgers and shakes and fries. And so if I'm hanging out with my friends late at night, that's where we are. We're eating burgers, shakes, and fries. And so I remember that first semester uh, having to make that adjustment, like, oh, man, I had, you know, a slice of pizza and a corn dog last night. Um, you know, so, or I had a corn dog and pizza, I'm going to, you know, go throw it up. And I remember the last time, I remember the last time, like I, I visualize it in my mind. I was in college and I, sitting there in front of the toilet, I said, this is enough. I told myself, this is enough. Sometimes you have those come to Jesus moments or come to yourself moments or you talk to yourself in the mirror moments. And I said, this is enough. Do you ever coach yourself like that? Do you ever talk to yourself like that? You're like, girl, man, homeboy, hey, you know, whatever you say to yourself, get it together. It's enough. It's enough. No, you're not doing this. It's like your soul, like, finally is, like, coming out and say, hey, hey, I've been trying to talk to you this whole time. You're not getting my messages. Stop it. <laughs> and that's the moment I had. It's enough. Stop. That was my last time. And I said to myself, in my spirit, in my soul, you have to figure it out. You have to figure this out. And the only way I knew to figure it out at that time was to exercise. So I made sure I was in the gym. I was I was trying to balance out the calories. Um, you know, I would try to eat mindfully, you know, eat healthy. And, and I was still very new to nutrition. I, I, you know, I had some knowledge, um, but that was, you know, something I was learning in school. At the time, I was a kinesiology major, so I wasn't taking any nutrition courses. Um, when I transferred schools, I changed my major to nutrition. Um, but I, I didn't really know. So my focus was on exercise. Like in the gym religiously, I did not miss a workout. If my now my husband, we were really great friends at the time. If he wanted to go out and hang, and I was like, hey, I haven't got my workout. And so it could be eight o'clock at night, you know, and the gym closes at ten or something. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna run to the gym. I'm gonna get in this super hard thirty minute workout, and I'm gonna. You know, I had a, a calorie goal, right? I had to. I was trying to burn X number of calories, and so that's what I went through. That was the next phase in my journey. Now, I still struggle with binging, and it, it is not as frequent. Um, and usually, I, I notice that I have these episodes or these intense feelings to eat when um, there's a lack of moderation. So I might be a little bit too, too strict with myself sometimes. Um, 
sometimes I miss my my calorie budget. Um, And so even though I am a health and wellness professional and I have been for many years, I struggle. And I, I believe truly that is why I have so much empathy for people when they share with me their struggles. Like, hey, I get you. I hear you. I get it. I may not understand all the nuances of what you're struggling with, but I can imagine how tough that is for you. Um, so I'll continue to talk about this because, man, it was a little bit healing for me. I had a little aha moment myself and realized, girl, you're still healing from this. You're 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 not done. If you struggle with this, there are some resources out there. Number one, you know, reach out to a mental health professional. That's that's step one. And just say, Hey, I wanna talk through this. I wanna understand it, I wanna dig into it and that can that can be um the first step. The National Eating Disorder Association in EDA is a is a great resource as well. Um, they have a wonderful website, lots of information, and you can just start digging and understanding and not necessarily diagnosing yourself like, hey, this is what I have, but, you know, get curious and, and just start learning more about it and reach out to a, uh, a mental health professional. Um, definitely do not go to your friends, I'm just saying. It may not be helpful. Um, but confide in someone that you trust, um, someone that's not going to judge you, but someone that's going to hear you and listen. So think about who that is in your life. And um, so more to come. You know, this is this, this subject is a, is a touchy one for me um, because it's personal. And... I think that another topic to bring up at some point is orthorexia, if I said it right, ortho orthorexia, which is, I think, something that's kind of slipped under the rug. It's fairly new, um, but I see it a lot in health professionals and people like in health enthusiasts um, that have an over-obsession with health and wellness. Um, and I, I, I'm sure I struggle with that too. You know, people comment to me all the time, you know, you're going to be, or not, you're going to be here. Like, um, one comment was, um, I forgot exactly what the wording is now, like when I am ready to share it, but like, you're going to be dieting for the rest of your life. Like, you know, those kind of comments can be hurtful to people, you know, cause they're really trying, but um, it is a part of your mindset um, to obsess about health. And is that obsession healthy? So that's it for now. Um, I will have a follow-up at some point. And uh, I 
again, I, I share this story to help someone that struggles with this. So be blessed. Take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, of course, physically, most importantly, spiritually. <laughs>